You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You is kind. You is smart. You is important. You is dead. Tanya Pinkin's horror film, Red Pill, brings African-American perspective to progressive movement. We are a majority in this country. And we're going to win the election. Do you know what the red pill is? A red pill is someone who infiltrates a group and then destroys them from the inside. This place is spooky. Some people like to live dangerously. Gas, why are you so jumpy tonight? You know what, guys? I'm gonna go back tomorrow. Did you hear about the creature woman that attacked a father and son hunting down here? I don't see the case. This place creeps me out. I think we should call the sheriff's office. The only people missing or dead are brown people. They're after all of us. What do we do, Amelia? We die. But we take some of them with us. It all begins with I. And um, one of the later chapters in the lessons or rules is uh, being a success magician. I'm very interested in magic and uh, alchemy and hermeticism. So tell us what that means. Yes. First of all, let me explain the title. A lot of people are looking for someone to blame for why they Mm -hmm. are where they are or why they aren't where they aren't. Uh, And my belief is that it all starts here. That if I want to start the healing, I start inside. It all begins with I. When I say me, it even me makes my face do a weird thing because to me, me is that needy, grabby part of me. I (laughs) is that more noble part that wants to learn. A success magician is simply this. The greater part of magic is 
illusion and distraction. In other words, I get you to watch this so that I can do something over here that you don't see. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of this had to do with actors. That an audition, everyone, not everyone, so many artists think that an audition is where I'm going to go in and prove that I am the most talented artist. That I'm going to read this dialogue better than anyone else. I'm going to conquer. I'm going to prove myself the best. And what I have found from being a casting director and an agent and a director, et cetera, being on the other side of the camera, is that I have no ability to judge whether you're the best actor or you say these lines better than us. I only know when I feel what I hoped to feel when I meet this character, Grace. So what a magician does, I was at a party once and a magician took a uh, deck of cards and he said, uh, I'm gonna rifle through the deck like this. And when you see a card you like, remember it. So he went like that and I went, okay, got it. And he said, no, 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 that's too easy. Three of clubs. And three of clubs was my card. <clears throat> and I went, oh my God, how did you do that? And he said, okay, do it again, do it again, do it again. And I went like this. And he said, that, seven of diamonds is too easy. And it was seven of diamonds I was thinking. Okay. So I went home and I thought, what an amazing magician. How did he do that? Well, we're all forward thinking people. How did he do that? How did he rifle through the deck and get me to choose the three of clubs? You want me to guess? Well, sure. Um, well, I know that there's this thing of the power of suggestion and there are people who can suggest things, but the only way I would physically think about it is that he had the ability to hold one card just a little bit longer so he knew it would stay in your mind as he was rifling through. That would be how I would think he would do that. You're very close. And that's a really good train of thought. <clears throat> the answer is there's a lot more than one three of clubs in that deck. Oh, just enough that you can't tell it. Wow. Your brain is getting three of clubs, three of clubs, three of clubs, three of clubs, three of clubs. Oh. While all the other cards flash by. Okay. So when I'm on an audition where I know the bottom okay. line is, the bottom line is loving dad. Okay. All I'm going to do in that room, regardless of what they have me do, they give me instructions, they ask me to wait, they have me read it again, etc. What I'm doing is saying three of clubs, three of clubs, three of clubs, as I take those directions. Loving dad, the way I listen to you. Loving dad, the way I meet this person. Loving dad, the way I read the material. Loving dad, the way I do anything. And they then go, he's a loving dad. Mm. How did that happen? So when I want to find a relationship, I ask myself, what is the three of clubs? That's authentic to me, by the way. I'm not using it as a deceptive tool, but... When my friend is hurting, I know what they need is compassion and understanding. If I hate hospitals, so I don't like to go to them. But if I go to a hospital to visit my friend, I don't go there and tell my friend, Ugh, I hate hospitals, etc. Something changes when I get to my friend's door because I understand why I'm there. And I say, hey, you look good. Look like you're getting better. That is the truth of why I'm here. And that's just 
Three of clubs, three of clubs, three of clubs, three of clubs. So a success magician is your ability to say, what is this company looking for? Someone responsible. Okay, so in everything you do in your interview, three of clubs. Uh, if you're trying to convince your neighbor to get their dog to bark less at night, you could rant and rave and do that, but that's not going to help. What is the three of clubs that you can put just enough in the deck? And by the way, if this magician had filled the deck with all three of clubs, I would go, oh, that's nonsense. So you can't get caught. I can't get caught giving you what you need. But I don't see giving you what you need as false. I see it as my gift to you. That is so powerful. That is so powerful and so the exact opposite of how I live in the world. I'm, I'm so grateful to learn that. And it's a tool that is now in my toolbox. Mm -hmm. And I am going to use that tool. One of the things that I've learned at this point in my life looking back is the way that I have lived in the world, and it's probably been really hard on a lot of other creatives to have to be with me, is that I see myself as an instrument, a vessel that of, of yeah. something that's coming through me. I'm just an instrument of it. And yeah. so very often, I'm actually, I have to say my whole career, I would get in the room with people and I could see a bigger vision of their piece than they did. And I would spend a lot of time trying to help them get to that bigger vision. And oftentimes that worked and sometimes it didn't. Mm -hmm. Having now gotten to make my own thing for the first time, I'm like, oh my God, you know, directors, male directors have been able to do this forever. I should have been doing this earlier on rather than sitting in the room trying to get people to make the vision I see because they have a right to make the vision that they see. Yeah. But I didn't know any better. I was raised to be a tool. I'm not a tool. I'm a potter and I what I'm just now getting to make pots. So even when I go into that hospital room, I literally go in as a vessel. I'm like, I'm showing up in this room. I don't know what is needed in this room. I'm going to take my cue off you. And sometimes it might be that someone just wants to be able to to, to not, to, to, to have someone who will honestly sit with them and be in the reality of this may be it. For instance, I have a friend who was going to doctors and um, she was telling me all these things that her doctors were telling her. And I was like, to the point, I didn't even want to talk to her anymore because it just sounded stupid. And so finally one day I had to say, look, I, I don't believe anything your doctor's saying. I think he's terrible. I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done that. Now I have some people you can talk to, but I can't get on this page with you about all this. It's going to work. I, I said, cause I don't see it. They've messed up already. Mm -hmm. And she was grateful. Now it was many months before I could get to that because I've known this person for 40 years. And generally they just want you to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's how I show up with her as a friend, but it's so not who I am. And at right. this point, her life was at stake. And I was like, you know what? If our friendship blows up, I got to tell her that I don't think what you're doing is going to save your life. Yeah. But your truth was which doctors could have been the end of our relationship. So, yeah, <laughs> your, your truth, though, was probably her three of clubs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, well, but I don't know. 
It wasn't what anybody else in her life was doing. And she was certainly happily being with and talking with all these people. And, and I had been doing that for months. And then I just was like, I'm going to have to not be your friend anymore. Or I'm going to just tell you this and risk it. Okay. You and I are, are exactly similar, exactly similar in that uh, um, the way I do what I do, even today, what I know is that I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not highly educated. I had a very successful acting career. I only took a few acting classes in my life. No one ever taught me to play the piano, but I compose and I do that. I realize that I know very little. The gift that I've been given is if I can get out of my own way, truth comes through, which is why you'll hear me using words that I go, is that really a word? Because I don't do it. And I know it sounds mystical no, and it woo. Doesn't that's totally how I live in the world. So um, you may have a greater ability to determine the three of clubs than you know, but it's only when I, Stuart K, get back in and start taking care of what I want. Well, regardless of what this person needs, I'm going to tell my truth, etc. That's when I go wrong. Even today, if I start trying to teach you and correct you and tell Tanya where she went wrong, et cetera. I'm not going to be near as effective as if I just open up and let what comes through me come through. So you may utilize this more often than you think. You just may sometimes not be as good at getting off of you and getting into what was needed. That's why I got out of acting. I had a pretty successful acting career, but what would happen is after a day's shoot, I would go out to dinner with friends and I would say, this director doesn't even get it. They don't see it. It's so easy to do this. And all I have to do is make this switch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. driving me crazy. And one of my friends said, oh, are you, were you hired to be an assistant director on this project? And I said, no, I'm an actor. And they said, well, then shut up. Yeah. See, I, I'm do not- your job. Yeah. See, when you're a director, you get to set the course. Otherwise, take every gift you have and put it behind finding that person's three of clubs. Even though you're smarter and you're better and you're a more talented director and you have more vision, your job today is to take every gift you have and apply it to that person's three of clubs. It took me a long time to learn that. And yes, when you direct and produce and write your own film, it hits you right in the face like this. It hit me like that. And I realized that I, yeah. And it's why I don't do much acting anymore. And when I do, I just show up and mm -hmm, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's for me, it's like realizing over time that the container of actor was just too small. Mm -hmm. Too small of a container for me. And um, you know, I might show up in the room for a friend and do that for them, but it's it's kind of hard to 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 be in a, a saucer when you've got a swimming pool. It's not it's not even interesting anymore. It's actually kind of painful. Um, I was uh, the the I was the secretary of state on Madam Secretary for the final season. Mm-hmm. I was not a se- se- series regular. Right. I was not a recur. I was a day player. I had no lines. Yeah. This had been on for four years and it yes. was kind of a soul murdering experience for me. 
because all I was there was just, you know, they said they just mm-hmm. wanted my strength. And so I'm sitting there, just sitting there, just sitting there, literally just I'm here because that's what you are paying me to do. And I would be getting notes like, can you do less? I'm not doing anything. And it was painful to me. And I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't put myself in that, that situation anymore. I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> you want me to make some lemonades out of your lemons. I, I, I'm not the one anymore. So I hear that and I have suffered, I suffered that pain for many years. Um, here was the answer for me and it may not okay. be the answer for you. It wasn't until late in life that I discovered what it is that I do. Okay. I always thought I was an actor, writer, composer, director, singer, etc. But those were just titles. It took me a long time to really look inside and say, but what is it that you do? What is that thing that you bring to any experience that is uniquely and powerfully you? And when I stumbled upon that thing, I realized that I can be doing that thing, whether I'm acting or I'm directing or I'm writing or I'm speaking today or I'm cooking or I'm building a swing set for my granddaughter. The thing that I do is constant. And what that gift, what gift that gave me is that I can play that secretary of state because it doesn't matter to me the size of the involvement and how much they acknowledge me, et cetera. I'm just here to do what I do. And what I'm is just it here to do that thing? What is it you do? Oh, you want to know my, my thing? You do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so um, my thing ties into what I call the elevator speech. In other words, you, know, you all know the elevator speech. You get in an elevator and someone of power, a gatekeeper is in there and they punch eighth floor and you punch ninth floor. So you have from the eighth floor to the ninth floor to make some kind of connection. <laughs> Most people spend the first four floors telling the person what a fan they are and how great that is and that. So that's a waste of four floors because that person already knows that. So that's not your elevator speech. Your elevator speech is what we're talking about, that thing you do that no one else does. And I'll say this to all of you, all of you who are watching. Or listening. Or listening, yes. You need to work with me. You need to work with me. Why? Because I make things better. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what role you give me, I will make it better. So if Tanya, next film you're directing, you want me on your set because even if I'm just a third extra from the back, et cetera, every time you turn around and look at me, you're going to see me going, you can do this. I see your vision. I know your three of clubs. When the craft services people start complaining about how long, I'm going to say, hey, you're part of something much bigger than this. This is not about energy bars and snacks, etc. This is about something far bigger. If there is a question about the script and you ask my opinion, I promise you, I will make it better. If you ask me to do more as an actor, I promise you, I will make that scene better than it was. If you ask me about music, I will say, you know what I hear? And it will be better. I don't need you to accept all of those gifts from me, but I promise you, anything you do, it will be better for me being there. 
That is what I do. So it doesn't matter whether I'm cooking you dinner. I don't make the recipe that's in the book. I look at the recipe and then I find ways to make it better. I don't read the sheet music because I don't read sheet music. I get an idea of the song and then I add the little thing to it that makes it more special. Uh, I'm not the greatest singer on the earth. You are. Um, but I'll sing on any stage with you because I know what I do. I know how to deliver the lyrics of a song in a way that it makes the song more meaningful and more impactful. So it freed me from worrying about whether they were utilizing me in full and whether I was wasting my time because I'm never wasting my time. I am always doing what I do and making things better. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now I want to dissect that. So did you, how did you stumble upon this real self-realization? Um, it was a process. <laughs> it was a process. Um, I was an acting teacher for a long time and I was a casting director for a long time. And I'm a little embarrassed to say that I found myself often in situations going, here I am casting someone that can't do half what I do. <laughs> Here I am teaching someone that I know uh, can't play this role as well as I can play it. But then it occurred to me that the world doesn't need me to do every role. Mm. I can do more good on this planet, making all of you better, 10% better than I can giving you my 100%. And then, um, I listen to singers like Take Six and um, my son-in-law, Leslie Odom Jr., who are angels, gifted angels singing. And my first reaction was, I, I should stop singing because <laughs> I can't do what they do. But then I realized that I never saw myself as someone with that angelic voice. I saw myself as someone who is touched by songs and finds ways to deliver them that people remember. Yeah. And so I found that people remembered my songs more than they remembered the standards that others might do. And so it was a slow awakening to realize, cause you know, I have two jobs now that I'm totally not trained for. I'm CEO of a 
major talent agency and CEO of a of an up and coming management company. I had, I didn't go to business school. I didn't do any of that. So all I can do is what I do. And when I do that, when I make things better, it goes well. Now, I, I got to keep going in because you're incredibly handsome. You're physically appealing to look at. You are incredibly charismatic. You dress well. I mean, you've got a lot of uh, attributes going for you in the making things better, like you exude confidence, all of that. You've got all of those things going for you. So I totally get that people would, if you told them you could make them better, they're going to do that. And I think that I do that too, but in a different way. And I think my aesthetic for it is different. I What I get from you and what I love about you is that you just, not only do you make things better, but you make things feel wonderful, okay? Like, um, even if you had, it's something I say about Charlene Woodard, even if you had to give someone a criticism, you could put it in a spoonful of honey and it would the medicine would go down. <laughs> Yeah. What I've come to know about myself is that's not the energy I was put in the world to be. I am the coyote energy. And it took me maybe maybe about three or four years ago that I realized that the energy that was put in me to be is I'm the coyote. I'm the energy that comes in and stirs it up. And it just reminded me, George Wolf was saying he believed that what was necessary for change is for someone to infiltrate the room, someone to blow up the room, and for someone to feed the community while the other two were happening. And so, you know, in the presence of you and me, I'm like, you're the person going to infiltrate the room. You're going to make the room better. I'm going to be blowing up the room. <laughs> you're Malcolm Martin Luther King. I'm Malcolm X. And I think both energies and that third energy of feeding the community, which Marissa is doing, are all necessary. Like, we need it all. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, I agree that we need all of those people. My approach is, as a coach and a teacher, I have to often tell people things they don't want to hear. There are a couple people on this, on this call who I have to say to them, this isn't working. This doesn't work. So the only way I would say, and with what you're saying is sometimes what is needed for me to make things better is to blow up the room. I just don't have to blow up the individuals inside it mm -hmm. in order to do that. So um, I can tell you what's wrong with your movie, uh, but I will never tell you, <laughs> not that I'm going to do that, but I will never, I will never blow up your dream while I tell you what's missing. And I will wear uh, your lens or whatever your lens is in order to see what your objective was. Because yes, sometimes I have to blow it up. I have to say it, because this is another gift of mine. If I read your script or I watch your movie or I see your play or I listen to your song, I have the ability to take it in the way the average audience would. So what I do is tell you not what's right and what's wrong and what you did that was good and what was bad. I can only tell you what I, the audience, felt. Mm -hmm. And because I'm able to wear the blue jacket and the red glasses, I'm able to see it from a lot of points of view. 
Mm-hmm. That was the gift that was given to me, having me have all these jobs in the industry that I didn't understand why. Why am I suddenly a composer when I was a director a minute ago and I was an actor before and now I'm a casting director. Now I own a talent agency, et cetera. That was all God saying to me, I'm going to give you all perspectives so that you really are qualified to make things better. So a part of my gift is yes, I can tell you where you suck without making you feel like you suck. (laughs) Yeah, I can do that too. I can actually, not only can I do that, I can see your potential. I can move, I can actually move people's energy and bring it out of them. I can show, I can get people to do something they've never done before. Right. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, it's a healer's kind of energy. It is, uh, it's a tantric kind of energy. It's a kind of magic. I have all of that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do that. And I'm, I'm actually really good with, um, new people because I just love talent and I love, I love coaxing people into their, into their confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just my other spaces, which is a space that, I think I have to occupy as a black woman uh, in America because we are erased so much is that I've come to, um, how do I say it? I feel like I'm, I, you know, I had a, a brush with almost dying. And so I live in this space of this might be my last moment. Mm-hmm. So um, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? let me do it. And whatever I have to take to, to be whatever is expressing through me, I I can take it, whatever, however big the sensation is. If it's what some people call a negative sensation or what some people call a positive sensation, I'm just going to try to hold sensation and, and, and abstain from judgment of sensation and just know that life is big sensation. And I'm trying to keep increasing my capacity for bigger and bigger sensations so that I can have a bigger and bigger life. Yeah. I want to speak to that. I'm going to go off camera one time because I got to adjust my sunlight that's getting in my eyes. Hold on. Add more light. Okay. Like this world we're in is, is a dense sensation. Dream is a kind of different sensation. So go ahead. I was just talking while the camera was off you. Thank you. Nice Phil. <laughs> so so I'm going to say this not because you're the host of this show and not because you are who you are. Um, you are one of the most talented women I have ever met. Thank and uh, I know that I share that opinion with a, a, a whole lot of people. You, 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 you in many ways are a national treasure. And so what you just said touched me in that yeah, I don't know how much time we have on this planet. I don't know how much time we have together. So, yes, the less time you spend doing damage control, cleaning up carnage, because someone else's vision is different from yours or someone else works a certain way and I don't work that way. It's a, whatever it is that happens. The more time you have to contribute art that's going to live on forever. And, uh, you know, I never started feeling my age until recently, just because I've been around a long time. And, um, and so with that comes some mortality. When you're younger, you, 
you think everybody else is going to die, but you're not. You're going <laughs> to speak at everyone's funeral. Um, but now time, to me, is our most precious commodity. It really is the essence of life. I can't. I don't measure things by dates anymore. I measure them by how old my granddaughter was, how old my daughter was by this time. I don't. I don't know years and all of that. And so, I can only tell you that what you're doing, this evolution that you're feeling of using your voice to impact people, is all a part of that process, and it's all a part of that that treasure that you are. And the less of your energy that's spent resisting, pushing away, uh, uh, categorizing, etc. the more time you're going to have to fill us with that gift that, that you've been blessed with and that you bless us with. You're so sweet. That was just a lovely, just lovely way for us to wrap this hour up. I could talk to you forever, Stuart. Oh, <laughs> there's Eric right there. Eric, ask you all something. Sure. Sure. You mind? First of all, I'm on a Zoom, Dad. I love you both dearly, and to be in your presence is amazing. And I've been working with Stuart. Uh, well, I've loved Stuart. I've loved you both since the day we met, and. Uh, Raymond Lowy, I don't know, do you know the work of Raymond Lowy? He was a French industrial designer who designed many things we use from trains to planes. And his theory of design, which is really highlighted in an amazing book called Hitmakers, The Science of Popularity in an Age of Distraction. His main principle was called Maya, which is what is the most advanced yet acceptable threshold through which we can push this idea so that it's the human brain seems to respond to what they call familiar surprise. It does feel like home, but it's the next level that we can accept, which I feel you do Stuart when you, egg, you know, egg me on in my writing or whatever we talk about. Um, so, uh, he, they also talk about the mere exposure effect, which is that which we have been exposed to the most. That which we see the most often is that which our brain thinks is right. Mm -hmm. So we seek out more of it. Mm -hmm. My question is, and that was just me riffing on things that I've heard today. What's probably not a surprise to you, but is a surprise to a lot of people is the blister who happens to have inhabited that white space in DC has merely exposed and given permission to a blister that has been ongoing to say, yeah, it's okay to show that. And so of course it was deeply disturbing to see how many people voted in that direction. Probably maybe not for you, but for a lot of people, it's like, my God, is it that insidious? It's that insidious. So what are each of your recipes, if you have one at all, for holding space for that next level, either consciousness or conversation, where here's this gap, how do we exist in the presence of, and is it even our job, our work to support that, to come 
to, to like, yes, I'm on Maui right now. And I landed yesterday and there was a man sitting in front of the uh, natural food store saying, you know, that he voted for the other side because um, all these, you know, illegals are stealing my job. And now I don't have a dream because everyone's taken my dream, which I've heard. And then I really tune in when I hear that kind of talk and often that doesn't feel like any space, but what I do personally is when I walk by that person or I sit near that person, I just think and feel, I love you. Because I know inside there is a child who's just fucking screaming that they're going without their needs being met and they're living the result of that terror echoed and echoed and echoed. And that's the best I can do sometimes in terms of holding space. What's the question again? The question is how do each of you reconcile yourselves with what is so clearly the next step here, which is acknowledging, I mean, that's been in one way your life's work, but it's like, well, now it's out there, it's in the vote. People really do feel certain things don't matter. People well, I'm going to go first because yeah. it's going to make it nice and pretty. He's going to make <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so I'm going to go first. Yes. Um, when Trayvon Martin, uh, killer, was not uh, convicted, indicted, I made a decision. And, and maybe it was a realization that my entire life had been spent taking care of white people's feelings. Mm -hmm. And I made a decision that I wasn't going to do that anymore. And what that meant was I've spent most of my life in rooms having to be the child who sees that the emperor has no clothes on and having to just be silent. Mm -hmm. And so the decision for me going forward was I was not going to do that anymore. So that is the space that I've decided to occupy in that. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they said, um, my family member, you know, called me to tell me that I needed to apologize to another family member because I voted for, you know, the wrong person. And I know that the family member who told me that voted for the person I voted for. And they were just like waxing poetic. And then I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm sorry. There is no way that the family member that told you that voted the way you voted because the one who told them that they had to get you to apologize said it because they knew that they could to them because they were on the same side. So I'm so sorry. I'm not going to enter that delusion with you. So that <laughs> is what I have made my commitment to do. When the emperor doesn't have any new clothes, it's not like I have to be mean, but I'm just like, no, the emperor doesn't have any clothes. That doesn't make sense to me. And they were like, oh, my God, I guess I was deluding myself again. So that's that is, you know, however many days I get here, every time the emperor has no clothes, I'm saying the emperor has no clothes. Stuart, you may wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, my answer takes a different perspective. I do my best not to focus on what I'm not going to do. I try to root don't out of my vocabulary. So um First of all, when I see that person, I hear you say this person, you, you feel some empathy because this person's in pain, et cetera. We're all in pain. We're all broken in one way or another. So I'm never going to assume that my truth is 
better than yours or greater than yours. I can only tell you that my truth was arrived at through a lot of study and introspection and asking questions. So every person who voted one way isn't my enemy. And every person who voted my way isn't my friend. So a lot of my work is trying to convince people not to try to put individuals in groups to be judged as a group. Every person who voted a certain way has particular issues that they're worried about, whether that be pro-life versus pro-choice and rich versus poor and taxes versus this and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I cannot assume that each of those individuals still doesn't have a place in their heart for me. Uh, and I can't assume that my answers are better than theirs. So all I can do is continue to grow personally and continue, as Tanya says, to express it in a way that people can hear it, as opposed to a, a way that people push away from it and write me off as a, as a radical or a crazy or a hater or whatever it is. I wanna be able to speak to all people in a way that makes sense. If they don't wanna hear it, then it's their choice to tune it out. It's their choice to not see it as truth. It's their choice to believe that there is a conspiracy of people who, who drink children's blood or whatever it is. I, I'm not in charge of them. I'm in charge of me. And all I can do is continue to want to learn and grow and express my point of view in a way that you might consider it. Because again, I believe there are far more people who are good, otherwise moral people who just need a little more education and a little more encouragement and a little more empathy. And if I can speak to those people, I won't change the, the, the ones on the extreme, on one side or the other. Um, but I can change those people in the middle who have yet to decide who they are. So I try to change the lens and not see that guy as the enemy the moment he starts talking about who he voted for and just see him as another troubled soul. And God knows I've been a troubled soul in many ways in my life. So I'm not gonna hate on him. I'm just gonna try to speak in a language that makes sense. That's a perfect place for us to end this spotlight. Stuart, you are a national treasure, just one of the most beautiful spirits and souls. And I look forward to a day when I can wrap my arms around you again. Someday, someday. <laughs> Until then, everybody, make sure you see Tanya's movie and um, let's talk more about it. I always love to hear what's going on with that. Oh, thank you, Stuart. Right. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Stuart. Marissa, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thanks for uh, reach both of you with um, perhaps more questions, maybe a uh, Twitter. Do you have a, a preference or where do we, we could reach? Yeah, out? you can reach me at Instagram um, at Stuart K, S-T-U-A-R-T, K initial, creative, at Stuart K creative. I love hearing from people and I love sharing opinions and thoughts. So thanks for asking. Thank you. And I do as well. And I'm Twitter or Instagram. I'm Tanya Pinkins on both. Great. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love Thank to hear about your, the, the tank shows you did, Tanya, with the resolutions. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Did I plug my book last second? Just in case. Yeah, you plug your book. Yeah. Like it's called It All Begins With I. It's on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and Tall Fellow Press, my publisher. And um, 
it does what I do. Uh, there are parts of it that will make your life better. Um, and if they don't, hit me up on Instagram and tell me why. <laughs> that means he owes you. <laughs> me your money back. <laughs> no, you just got to give them something to make their life better. <laughs> and I can and I will. Absolutely. Yes, I believe it. Thank, Thank you. you all for your time. Thank you so much, Stuart. All right, we'll see you soon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.